Thanks for downloading the ad-supported, amalgamated version of Cubs Pod, brought to you by the Sun Ranto Show and Bleacher Bunch Productions. It's a whole series worth of Cubs Pods released as one episode. For Cubs Pod's daily recaps and previews delivered to your inbox and podcatcher of choice on a daily basis, join Sun Ranto's Patreon campaign for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash s-o-n-r-a-n-t-o. It's completely ad-free, so you won't waste your time fast-forwarding through stupid ads like this one. Sometimes there can be as many as 11 ads in one show. Please help support independent Cubs podcasting. Otherwise, the only voices you'll hear will be Cubs corporate media approved. It's only $1 a month, not even $0.03 a day. Plus, you get access to the Ranter Discord where awesome Cubs fans like you are talking about the Cubs every single day. It's an awesome community of awesome people. And if you're not a part of it, you're just missing out. Come join the Super Ranters at patreon.com slash sunranto. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Thanks, and now enjoy multiple Cubs pods smashed into one episode with a bunch of stupid ads slapped on it because you refuse to support us at patreon.com slash sunranto and get the daily show. Support us. Now here's Cubs pod. Hi, and welcome to Cubs pod, a Bleacher Bunch production on the Fans First Network. It's your daily dose of digestible Cubs content. I'm your host, Danny Rocket, and I'm here to tell you what's happening right now in the world of the Chicago Cubs on July the 8th, 2023. I woke up from the craziest dream. I mean, it was wild. So this morning I wake up and I'm like, what did I just dream about? Did I just dream that Jamison Tyone went eight innings of one-hit ball against the New York Yankees at Yankee Stadium. And I rubbed the sand out of my eyes, and I, I just... And then I looked at my phone, and the dream was real. It really happened. Jamison Tyone pitched an amazing baseball game, uh, right up there with one of the best-pitched games from any Cub this year. You had... The uh, Kyle Hendricks eight-inning, one-hit uh, game against the Giants in San Francisco. You had the Drew Smiley near-perfect game when Jan Gomes tackled him. And you have tonight. And, the, and I mean, you also have a uh, complete game from Marcus Stroman. So everybody's thrown a gem, but this was a up there. And in a very unlikely set of circumstances, the Cubs had never never won a game at either Yankee Stadium. All three Yankees, I don't think they, did they play at the middle one? They must have. That All Yankee Stadiums that ever existed, renovations are not, torn down and put in the parking lot. All of the Yankee Stadiums had beaten the Cubs until Jabez and Tyone went eight innings of one hit ball. I have to say it again just because I can't believe it's real. Before we get into the game, I do want to say that the Bleacher Bump Band will be at McCormick's Coney Island 
on uh, tonight. On tonight. Seven, uh, seven, eight. That's July 8th. Already told you that. But uh, come on out. The show is free. If you're anywhere in the South Bend area, we will be there. We'll also be at the ball game. Earlier that day, Bleacher Jeff and I will be singing the national anthem and honoring our country. So uh, come on out tonight. Hope to see a bunch of you and um, should be a fun day. So uh, let's talk about this game. Well, there's going to be a lot of one, two, three from the Yankees because they only had the one hit in the top of the first. The Cubs also went one, two, three. The only hit that Tyone gave up was in the first inning. It was a one-out single to Glaber Torres, and that's all they really could manage off of him. The Cubs were off to a slow start here, too. They went 1-2-3 in the second. In the bottom of the second, the Yankees went 1-2-3, and uh, Harrison Bader struck out. Always like to point that out because I hate him. In the top of the third, belly bomb. That's right, Belly doing all he can do to get traded off this team because the Cubs aren't going anywhere, but Belly probably is. He hits a home run, Cubs lead one nothing. Uh, Horner singled in this inning, but not a Uh Seiya Suzuki hit the ball hard, but he's been doing it a lot on the ground. And, um, you know, it's right at somebody. Sorry, these are professional fielders that didn't eat him up and say it was out. But maybe it's a... Harbinger of good things to come because he's really been struggling. If he's at least hitting the ball hard, maybe he can elevate that thing. Maybe he'll start banging doubles out of the wall. He hasn't hit a home run in forever. So we'll see what happens there because it's been disappointing. In the bottom of the third, the Yankees once again went 1-2-3. Top of the fourth, uh, Cubs went 1-2-3. Hap struck out swinging, but it was swinging. So I'll give him credit for that. Usually it's the looking variety. And it's annoying. Uh, Bottom of the fourth, one, two, three for the Yankees. Uh, Actually, it's for the Cubs but uh, and against the Yankees, but the Yankees went down in order. In the top of the fifth, Mancini walked. Bellinger popped out. But then Amaya walked, making it first and second. A wisdom ground ball made it first and third with two outs, uh, with Amaya getting out at second, the middleman. Horner then delivered... And we talked about this on the Discord the other day. Who would you want up with the game on the line? This wasn't exactly on the line, but who would you want up with two outs and a very similar situation? Runners on, you need to score the run. And the answer was, unequivocally, Nico Horner, who delivered with an opposite field single through the hole, just a great piece of hitting, um, I, I will say this, you know, it was, uh, and I haven't mentioned him uh, yet, but it was Carlos Rodon's first outing since being on the injured list, hasn't pitched in almost a year. And I don't think he would have, and he pitched great, to be honest, like gave up a few runs, but the Yankees weren't doing anything, so you're going to lose. But uh, yeah, Rodon would not have put this ball there if, if he could take it back, he wouldn't have because it was the perfect ball to go opposite field on. And that's exactly what happened. So uh, Horner delivers opposite field single 2-0. And then Suzuki, once again, grounded out quite hard. He's hitting the ball hard, but it ended the inning. In the bottom of the fifth, 
Well, Tyone got uh, Bader and Donaldson swinging, two strikeouts in the inning. He did walk Billy McKinley, B- Billy McKinney, but uh, Kyle Higashioka lined out to end the threat. It wasn't really a threat. It was McKinney on first. But biggest threat that we saw in the game. Uh, top of the sixth, Hap singled to left. A wild pitch put him on second. And then a uh, Gomes ground out moved Hap over to third with only one out. So Ian Hamilton comes in for Rodon. Uh, That was the end of Rodon's day there. And Hamilton immediately walked Morrell. So it's first and second. Or no, sorry. First and third, one out. Mancini hit into a double play thread over. So I just kind of want to point out that it's a sixth inning. It's towards the end of the game. There's four innings left. You're a little more than halfway through the game at this point. You bring in a righty in uh, in uh, Ian Hamilton. So where's Mike Tockman? Where's Jared Young now? Where is David Ross with his lefty-righty matchup splits now? Because they do it to t- take Young out of the game. They, any lefty, oh, God, we got to get Mancini in there at the end of the game. I don't get it, um, but that's what they've been doing. But when it's the reverse, uh, they don't do it. And here's probably why. is because I looked up Ian Hamilton's splits, and there's nothing to see versus left-handed batters, 706 OPS versus a 695 against righties. So there's no real difference. Actually, the batting average versus righties is higher. So it 256 righties are hitting against him uh, versus 212 with lefties. So it's almost a reverse splits kind of thing, but it's really even Steven if you if you think about it with the power and everything. Uh but yeah, that's maybe why they didn't do it, but that still doesn't change the fact that Trey Mancini is a bad hitter. Now, is Mike Tockman a better choice? I mean, I don't know. He has been this year. Is Jared Young a better choice? Probably not. He hasn't been except for the first three games he played. But I'm just saying, if you're going to be Mr. Righty-Lefty split guy all the time, David uh, Ross, then why don't you do it here? I just was... He hit into a double play because he's not good. Mancini's having a bad year. I don't don't get it. So, in the bottom of the sixth, thank God that we had our ace... Jamison Tyone out there because he got those Yankees one, two, three after that disappointing Mancini double play. In the top of the seventh, Ron Maranaccio comes out for the Yankees and gives up a Bellinger single, who then stole second. Amaya Cade, but Patrick Wisdom comes through with a run scoring double, and Bellinger uh, made it 3 nothing as he crossed the plate. Horner then reached on a fielder's choice because Wisdom, idiotically, this ball was hit to the left side of the infield, and Wisdom ran, and he was out. He was easily out. He was out, and there's no point to it. You know, there was one out in the inning. So instead of a man on second, and, I mean, first of all, it's not going to be a fielder's choice at that point. Horner's going to be out, but you still have a runner in scoring position at that point. 
And instead, you just ran yourself out of the inning, and literally, because Horner tried to steal second, and after a review, he was confirmed out. Actually, he was out in the first place, and after the review, David Ross was proved wrong for reviewing it. So we lose our challenge. Bottom of the seventh, Tyone walked Stanton, but he got Bader to hit into a double play, so no harm, no foul. Top of the eighth, Tommy Conley comes in for the Yankees. Suzuki singled. He'd been hitting the ball hard all night, finally got one through. Hap then flew out. A wild pitch moved, say, at a second, but Gomes lined out and Morel Cade, and it stayed three zip. In the bottom of the eighth, Tyone's last inning of pitching, one, two, the last inning he spent, uh, standing on the ra- on the dugout steps watching uh, Adbert Alzali pitch. But in the bottom of the eighth, one, two, three, all ground outs. Just a thing of beauty. I mean, it was not, they looked overmatched, which we have not seen that from Jabez and Tyone all year. In the top of the ninth, Clay Holmes, their closer, although it's been a bit by committee, but Clay Holmes has mostly been the guy. Um he comes in, so I won't say they burned him, but uh, they did use him last night. And uh, Mancini, Amaya, and Wisdom all struck out. Thank God Mancini was still in the G- in the game uh, to do that. Just just good stuff. Uh, Bellinger did walk in this inning to showcase his skills further for a trade that's about um, I'd say three weeks out, something like that. In the bottom of the ninth, out comes Adbert Alzali. He did give up a leadoff single to Franchi Cordero, and I was like, oh, God, no, pull him. But Anthony Volpe hit into a double play, and Glaber Torres struck out swinging to end the game. The Cubs win three zip. It was a shutout win in New York. Never happened before. Um, what else happened in this game? Really just not much. It just went real quick. It was very surgical, and Tyone did a great job. I did wonder about uh, Tyone's splits at Yankee Stadium, and they're somewhat interesting. He has a 3.22 ERA uh, at Yankee Stadium and a 5.62 at Wrigley, two and a half runs higher. So I don't know if that's something he's just got to work out or if there's just really it's all smoke and no fire. I don't know, but um, it was it's just way worse at Wrigley. It's got to change. We got four years of this crap. We need more of this Tyone we saw last night. We hadn't seen it, and there it was. I'm so excited if this is what we get for the second half. Don't have my hopes up, but I have my hopes sideways. I thought it was hilarious and sad that Josh Donaldson was booed so roundly at Yankee Stadium. Most fans are just dicks, you know? I mean, I got booed to my face. The I, I went to a doubleheader Freezing, just froze my butt off all day long. It was a doubleheader at the new Yankee Stadium many years ago. I think it was 2013 or 14. Either way, the Cubs lost both games of a doubleheader. And these dudes were giving me shit the whole game. I'm like, you guys. And they they were they were like, most of them were Irish, too. I'm like, you're not even, what are you doing? You're from Ireland. Like, you're not a New Yorker. You shouldn't be a dick. So, anyway, they were acting like soccer hooligans, I think is what it was. But either way, Yankee fans would boo their own mother if, uh, you know, they didn't like the sandwich they served them. 
So it's they're garbage, and I'm glad they had to watch. And the the announcers were pissed. They were like, "I'm a guy with a ERA near seven is beating us." It's like, yeah, bitches, sit down, sit down. You stink. You're not winning the NL the AL East this year. Um, you're you're garbage. Quit. You know all your histories. What have you done lately? I know you won a bunch back in the the early 2000s and stuff, but you're you're trash now. You haven't done anything. You haven't even gotten to a World Series, Yankees. 27 w- wings, rings, who cares? Nobody was alive to see it. Same with the Cardinals. What have you done? Take a sip of coffee here. And now I'll tell you about today's game. It is at noon Central Time, so the Yankees all, at least have some sense of tradition to know that day games should be played on the weekends. Period. End of story. Baseball in the sun. Summertime. That's how it goes. And they're doing it. So applause, applause, applause. Uh, it's Drew Smiley. He's 7-5 with a 4-10. Going up against old friend Garrett Cole. 8-2 with a 279. Having a heck of a year. Um, it just really has been great for him. And uh, really his whole career has been awesome. Um. So I, I don't think we have much of a chance today, but let me tell you, but we didn't have any chance yesterday and we won. So uh, Drew Smiley hasn't been great last two outings. He's gone 3.2, knocked out in the fourth inning in both games uh, against the Phillies and Milwaukee, gave up seven runs against the Phillies, gave up three runs, but three walks and uh, four hits off against Milwaukee. That's the annoying game that the Cubs were up six to nothing and they lost eight to six on the fourth, third of July, I believe. But he was, you know, it, it just hasn't been really good all June. He had one outing where he gave up no runs on three hits through five, but that was versus Pittsburgh, who we literally own. As far as the Yankees and what they've done against Drew Smiley, um, Josh Donaldson, well, this tonight he's not getting booed tonight. Let's just put it that way. He's five for twenty with three walks. He's got three doubles in his ten hits and three home runs in his ten hits. So six of the ten hits have been extra base hits in his twenty at bats. He absolutely owns Drew Smiley, Harrison Bader. Uh, then it drops way off. I mean, he Donaldson seen him the most twenty three plate appearances, and the next one down has only five plate appearances, and it's Harrison Bader who's two for four um, with a double, and DJ LeMayhew is one for three. Rizzo's two for three with a home run. Jack Bowers, who I don't think we saw last night, is two for two. So overall, though, 38 plate appearances, pretty small sample size, mostly Josh Donaldson's raking, but the Yankees are batting 500 against Drew Smiley, and and they have a 553 OBP. They have five home runs in only 38 plate appearances. Uh, uh, the other one is Jake Bowers. He's two for two. One of them's a homer. And, um, yeah, the, overall they have a 1.641 OPS. Now, law of averages says that comes down. Those are ridiculous numbers. But there's also the, the history of the thing, which is that the Yankees kicked the crap out of Drew Smiley, at least the ones that have seen him. So uh, let's talk about Garrett Cole, um, well, he's been in the league since 2013. You might remember him from such games as the wild card game in 2015 that the Cubs won and um, went and then beat the Cardinals and then went and lost to the Mets, another New York team. 
But let's talk about Garrett Cole's year so far. He did have a couple stinkers at the end of May where he gave up five runs and six runs against Baltimore and San Diego. Games the Yankees both won, by the way. Um, but uh, last time against St. Louis, uh, he lost. Even though he went six innings, gave up only two runs on six hits. So they get did get to him. And against Texas, one of the best offenses in baseball, gave up, if not the best, gave up three runs on nine hits and only lasted 4.2. But in the month of June, he went 7.1 innings, gave up one run, one run against the Mets, one run against the Dodgers. So for the most part, he's been pretty damn good. That's how you get a 279 ERA. Namin. But we beat him before, but that was back in 2015. The Cubs against him, it ain't that pretty. Uh, Mancini has seen him the most. 20 plate appearances, but only has four hits. One of them's a double. Dansby Swanson is awesome against him, has two home runs and his eight at-bats, but of course he's hurt and we won't see him in this game. Barnhart, if he pitches tonight, you'll know why, because he's four for 13. That's a 308 batting average, but only a 708 OPS because they're all singles. After that, there's not much to see. Bellinger's one for three. Haps 0 for 2 with a walk. I mean, not much to see here at all. Cubs have a 255 batting average and a 753 OPS in 56 plate appearances. So that's way worse than what the Yankees do against Drew Smiley. Um, Let's talk about the Yankees promotions because they're just always giving something away. Uh, Tonight, it's Sun Safety Day where they're giving away suntan lotion. So get there early if you're going to this game. 18,000 fans are going to get it, unlike, of course, the uh, Cubs who only give away 10,000 because they're cheap bastards. But, uh, yeah, Yankees giving away some suntan lotion. And, you know, suntan lotion is not, and hopefully it's sunscreen because I don't do suntans, you know what I mean? I'm looking for at least a 30 SPF. If they hand me a 15, I'm like, eh, thanks, and I'll hand it off to somebody with uh, a little more melanin in their skin than me, Bernie McGee. So, um, anyway, they're giving away suntan lotion. I'm sure there'll be a suntan lotion fight in the center field bleachers at Yankee Stadium because that's how they roll. They'll probably throw it at Josh Donaldson, who goes four for four with two home runs. And they'll be mad because he struck out once in the ninth. So, uh, yeah, that and also the weather in New York. I think it should be pretty good. I'm looking at it right now. Um, I know tomorrow they're expecting a little bit of something, something. Yeah, the rain and thunderstorms tomorrow. But 86 today and... um, should be a nice day for baseball. Right now it's 77 degrees, but the humidity is high, 89%. So they'll be sweating out there. Hopefully they brought their funk away with them that Ron Coomer gave them for Christmas. So there is your Cubs pod. Um, Hope you all have a great day. Hope to see you at the Bleacher Bum Band show tonight. And uh, without further ado, Jamison Tyone was awesome last night. Revel in it. Spagog. Do you shop at Amazon? Unfortunately, we all do. 
So please shop through our links at sunranto.com slash stuff and get us a little money. Doesn't cost you an extra dime, and it gets us a couple of dimes. Here's a song about it. Stuff. Hey, Cubs fans, at Amazon.com do you buy lots of stuff? Why not support the Sunranto show by shopping through sunranto.com slash stuff? All you gotta do is fill your cart at Amazon with lots of stuff. Then before you check out with all of that wonderful stuff, head on over to sunranto.com slash and click any of our Amazon links before you buy your stuff. Check out like you normally would with all that beautiful stuff. And the Sun Ranto show will get a small kickback because of the stuff you bought. And you'll be helping in the Sun Ranto show buy all the stuff. We need to stay on the air talking about the Cubs and other stuff. Plus, you could win a monthly prize. If some of your stuff. is chosen for Amazon stuff. of the month, and if you win, we'll send you more sunranto.com slash that address again is sunranto.com slash the It is the 9th of July in the year 2023, and this is Cubs Pod, your daily digestible dose of Cubs content, everything that's happening in the Cubs world, brought to you by me, Michael Cotton. This is a Bleacher Bunch production, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Please put Bleacher Bunch on your podcast app and give us a review we would really enjoy that and since this is everything that's happening in the world of the cubs let's first start with the south bend cubs and i bring this up because danny rocket and bleacher jeff went down there to indiana yesterday and sang the hell out of the star spangled banner I'm I'm I just got a chance to watch it this morning. It was a great rendition. Um I don't generally like that song. It just it's just a hard song to sing and it generally doesn't come across really well, but props to Danny and Bleacher Jeff for doing a very good job. Uh you could and Danny's been talking about it a little bit. He's been practicing, been putting it together. Uh and it showed Really, really good job. Unfortunately, that was probably the best part of that game because they lost 5-1. to one. In the big league club news, they were in New York. Uh, and I'm sorry to say the dream is over, folks. We got the one. Jamison Tyon uh, went eight innings and just uh, handled the Yankees in that opener. Uh, the Cubs finally get a win in any Yankee stadium and kind of came into this like, Oh, maybe, uh, maybe feeling a little bit better today. Maybe we're going to get something here. Um, 
Giancarlo Stanton says no. In the first inning, Drew Smiley pitching for the Cubs. Uh, and actually, he only went four innings. Uh, it was just really, it wasn't very good. Um, gave up four earned runs on six hits, four walks, only three strikeouts, uh, but the two homers. The two homers really didn't kill him. That was like the least of the issues, honestly. Uh, but Giancarlo Stanton, that's where I was. First inning, uh, Drew Smiley put a 93-mile-per-hour a fastball up in the zone. And Stanton, I mean, you don't see a lot of balls hit that hard. My goodness. He, it was, it hit off of the face of like the third deck over in left field. I mean, absolutely crushed. They had that thing pinned at 447 feet. And, uh, I don't think that's far enough. I don't, I don't think 447 is the right number. That to me looked more like it was going to be a 480, 490 maybe next week. I don't know. It might, it, it might've had it not hit that wall. It might've just orbited the earth. He hit that thing so hard, but it was a solo shot. And now that was it for the first inning. The Cubs only down by one. Um, you know, Hey, solo shots are, they can be majestic and impressive as that one was. It's still only one run. You know, not that big a deal. Uh, so, but it, it becomes a bigger deal when your offense does nothing. And this offense is not great. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe the numbers kind of say they are somehow, but uh, we all know that's that the numbers are lying here. The numbers are hollow. And they were going up against Garrett Cole. And Garrett Cole has been very good this year. He has a sub three. ERA and uh you know the guy is just he's really really good and in the first inning he went one two three through the top three batters in the Cubs lineup which by the way um we can talk a little bit about this this was not my favorite lineup they had Mancini at first base in this game batting eighth and they had Master Boney at third base batting ninth I just, I have no idea. This is, this is seriously, I've said it before. Um, this is Little League stuff. Little League. This is David Ross being pressured by Mancini's parents and Master Boney's parents to play. He has to put them in the games or else uh, they're going to complain to the league or something. I don't, oh, it, it's, it is annoying. And look, I get a lot of people out there are frustrated and upset because Jared Young is hitting, you know, he's hitting 192 right now. Uh, that's, yeah, it, it's not good. It's terrible. But guess what? Uh, the guy they put in there is only hitting 239. That's not a ton better. Uh, it's definitely better. But overall, the OPS is actually in Jared Young's favor. Now, granted, Young has a lot less at-bats than Mancini, which is part of the problem. Young should be getting more at-bats. But here's the thing for me. Mancini is not a world beater. 
he's he's not that good at the plate. You are not getting such a a, a guy at the plate that you should be giving up the defense that you're giving up over there, right? Because sure, Jared Young not great with the bat, but he's still the second best first baseman on this team. And if you truly, if you truly wanted to try and win, Cody Bellinger would be at first base and Talkman would be in center field. And then you would probably bring in somebody like Amaya to be your DH instead of Talkman. And while we're at it, let's move Morell over to third base. And I don't know, make Master Boney play second. Make anybody else play second. Like, literally, make Jared Young play second. He can play second base uh, since he's not going to play first. I don't know. But get Master Boney off the field. Now, that being said, Master Boney had a good day at the plate. He's just not good defensively. And he's not. And in my opinion, Morrell should have that spot. That should be his spot. You know, if you want to platoon with wisdom, fine. But Morrell shouldn't be getting pushed off of his spot the way that the Cubs are doing. And speaking of Morrell, since we are, uh, he pulled a walk in the second inning uh, with two outs. He draws the walk. Then Gomes gets a hit. And all of a sudden, Cubs look like maybe something is going to happen. Oh, but Trey Mancini grounds out to Glaber Torres, who threw it to Anthony Rizzo. And that is a sad, sad state of affairs, seems as Glaber Torres was on the Cubs and Anthony Rizzo was on the Cubs. And Actually, I take that back. Glaber Torres was a needed thing. Whatever. You, you had to trade him to get Chapman for that run. Uh, but it is sad to see Anthony Rizzo over there not playing for the Cubs, especially since apparently we have no first baseman. In the Yankees' half of the inning, uh, unfortunately, Drew Smiley gave up another solo shot home run. Um, it was Josh Donaldson who was hitting 140 on the year, which uh, that's pretty bad. Like, you, you think that it's bad what Jared Young's doing, and Josh Donaldson is hitting 140. Uh, the thing is that he can still hit home runs apparently he can hit more home runs than hits almost I don't know but he hit his 10th home run and honestly it was a good pitch uh I don't I don't think it was a bad pitch at all it was actually down out of the zone it was 80 miles per hour it was one of those knuckle curves and uh Donaldson had to like he was off base reaching out for it just got the barrel of the bat on it somehow and it went out like it was there was nothing drew smiley could have done that he didn't do there the ball was not in the zone it wasn't a particularly good pitch it was down like by you know and this is where those like advanced stats will drive you nuts because they they will somehow award this to smiley because smiley did everything right except for and they and they will actually act as if uh J- Donaldson didn't do it right because he he chased the ball out of the zone or something and, and maybe the ball did, he didn't hit it as well as he could have or whatever but guess what Donaldson won the battle even 
as ugly as it was. He won the battle. It went out. And the Cubs are down two to nothing. And that's not too bad. The game is still uh, within reach. And in the third, Miles Master Boney hit a double. So that that was good. I said he had a good day at the plate. Um, and then Talkman grounded out to Anthony Rizzo. And then uh, that moved Master Boney to third. Nico Horner grounds out to second base. And Master Boney scores to cut the lead in half. And now it's 2-1. And, I mean, the Cubs are still in this game at this point. But in the Yankees half of the third uh glaber torres hit a single uh stanton walked anthony rizzo hit a single bases are loaded and then uh freaking harrison bader the guy we hate because of his time on the cardinals and whatever now he's in pinstripes and he's freaking still beating the cubs he hits a double and that scores two and the cubs are now down four to one with two guys still on base. And then uh, Drew Smiley walked Josh Donaldson to load the bases again. <sighs> but that was actually worked out for him because then DJ LeMahieu grounded into a double play. Uh, you know, Nico to Christopher Morrell over to Trey Mancini. And that's, you know, that's what you get when you have, uh, when you load the bases, at least everybody's a force out. Maybe that's what we should start saying. Instead of saying the other team has loaded the bases, we should say the Cubs have made it so everyone's a force out. Anyway, Cubs go one, two, three in the fourth. So nothing there. Drew Smiley gets through the fourth inning. Uh, doesn't look great. Somewhat ineffective, but he gets you know a double play. And then they uh, they catch Anthony Volpe uh, you know, on the... It was a pickoff, and they got him, uh, you know, trying to steal second base for the third out. Uh, he got through it, but again, wasn't looking great. So that was it for him. Uh, it was a little bit of a short outing. But he did have 85 pitches, and I don't know that sending him back out in the fifth inning would have been a good idea. It probably would not have been. So, again, I don't like the pitchers going so short in games, but whatever this one sometimes it's just the way to go apparently uh they are still trying to win games so they decided to bring in michael rucker to replace drew smiley oh wait see and that's where i got confused so remember when i just said they're still trying to win games well not when rucker's your option i guess Gave up a single to Glaber Torres and then a home run to Giancarlo Stanton. That was a triple first. A triple turned into a home run. It was pretty interesting. Uh, Stanton kind of poked one out to right field. It wasn't like great, a great hit, but right field is very short. Saya runs over, try to make the play. He hits the wall, falls down. The ball ricochets away from him and you know, say is trying to get up off the ground. Bellinger is actually able to get to the ball first and throws it in. And Stanton has a triple and drove in one run. But then they review it because it looked a little weird. And on the review, it was clearly a home run. The The ball actually hit the foul pole 
and uh, above the line, and that's why it ricocheted out so weird. And, you know, and hey, that's a home run. And so Stanton trotted home from third. The Yankees were up 6-1, to one, and uh, looking at this in a positive note, uh, that was it for them. They didn't score again. Rucker was able to get out of that inning without any more problems. And then uh, Javier Assad came in. And I, look, Assad looked good. Uh, one walk, two strikeouts. Uh, that's not amazing in any way. But he handled the the Yankees. I mean, we're talking the biggest stage in baseball. The kid's young. He's coming in in relief. And he pitches three innings of shutout ball. And he only saw one batter over the minimum. So the minimum was nine batters. He saw 10. And that was a walk to Glaber Torres in the seventh. Outside of that, one, two, three inning in the sixth, one, two, three inning in the eighth. And then, of course, uh, when you're losing, you don't get a chance to pitch in the ninth when you're at someone else's ballpark. I, for one, I was just happy to see that Assad, you know, had some success. It, it, it I mean, it ultimately didn't matter. Uh, the Cubs did score a little bit more in this game and try to make a little bit of a comeback. But, hey, look at the positives that we have. And Assad going three innings, uh, you know, at Yankee Stadium without giving up a run, without even giving up a hit. He had a walk. That was it. That's that's nice. Let's, let's hang our hat on that one. Like I said, the Cubs did score again. Uh, Miles Mastroboni singled in the eighth inning. And then uh, Mike Talkman came up and hit a home run, his third of the year. Of course, it was to right field at Yankee Stadium. So you got that going for you. But hey, nice to see Talkman getting a little love out there. That ball uh, was hit, it says uh, 387 feet. So not a super deep home run, but that's, it looked deep at <laughs> Yankee stadium but not super deep but hey it was good i'm not exactly i think you know 387 would have been out at wrigley as well so you know you got to give him credit but that was the end of garrett cole he had actually been pitching that whole time because garrett cole's a good pitcher and so he went uh deep into this game he went 7.1 innings, gave up three earned runs on five hits, uh, had the one home run. He, he only struck out five. He walked one. Um, but, man, pretty masterful job of Cole out there. And apparently every time the Yankees lose and then he starts the next day, they win. So we kind of had that going against us as well. Well, we have a day game. In the Bronx, of course, because they do it right over there. And it's Sunday. Now, the Cubs are terrible on Sunday. We've talked about this a number of times. Uh, it's the Sunday before the All-Star break. Um, by the way, uh, looks like maybe Steele will be the only Cubs All-Star since um, we've got some injuries and tiredness and whatever. It's so frustrating that, like, in the year that the Cubs are so terrible, the Cubs, a lot of the Cubs aren't, you know, we had three guys going to go to the 
all-star game and only one of them is going to go and every time they're going to do this i'm always like don't go to the all-star we want you to stay healthy and get rest and all that stuff because i have hope that they're going to win and then the year that i have no hope that they're going to win that's when the guys don't go to the all-star game Anyway, this kicks off at 12.35 Chicago Standard Time. It will be Kyle Hendricks up against Erman. Uh, Erman is uh, not a good person, uh, but he's apparently a good pitcher. I mean, at least in the sense that he threw a perfect game uh, not too long ago. It was against the Athletics in Oakland, but... You know, hey, perfect game is a perfect game. Very hard to do, especially with the way managers manage now and don't let guys go for full games. At least we have Kyle Hendricks going in this game. Uh, the other two, you know, Tyon, we won, which we did not expect to. Uh, Drew Smiley had a chance, didn't go so well. But Hendricks, Hendricks is actually pitching really well. So far, he's got a 2.64 ERA, which is pretty low. I don't think he qualifies for anything because he hasn't pitched very long since uh, he you know, came in late on the season. Uh, but he's been pretty masterful. Um, I And look, the thing I remember and know about Kyle Hendricks is that he rises. Right, He comes up in big spots, and he does really well. And so I'm really hoping that the final game before the All-Star break, Kyle Hendricks is out there on you know, on the mound in Yankee Stadium, and it's going to be that, that feeling is going to come to him, and he's just going to dominate this game. That's my hope. And because it's a Sunday and the game is starting early and I do things late on Sundays, uh, we already have the uh, lineups. Uh, Looks like we've got Talkman leading off, Horner at shortstop, uh, Happ in left field, Suzuki in right field, Bellinger in center field, Morell at second base, Jared Young at first base, Wisdom at third base, and uh, Tucker freaking Barnhart catching. What is going on? We all know that Hendricks likes to pitch to Amaya. Why is Tucker Barnhart on this team? Plus, once again, look, I don't like Mastroboni over there at third base, but like I said, you could put him at DH, but it's so funny that yet again, if a batter does well, he gets benched the next day. Like, that just seems like Mastroboni was arguably the Cubs' best hitter yesterday, and and then they're going to bench him today? We have a DH. I don't like that we have a DH, but if I were managing and we had a DH, I would use it properly, at least. Good Lord. Anyway, that's going to be it for me today. Well, actually, it's not going to be it for me today because later tonight at 8 p.m., the Sun Ranto Show will get going. It will be me and Danny and a special guest host. We're not sure who that's going to be. But IFG is taking part in all of the All-Star things. She lives out in Seattle. The All-Star game's in her town, and she loves baseball. So she's out there doing real stuff having the fan experience of a lifetime doing all the things that we wish we could do. And, um, we will get reports from her throughout the week. Uh, we'll talk to her. We may like get a call in today. Maybe not. Uh, it kind of just depends on, you know, 
access to you know how well she can call and stuff like that but uh she's gonna basically be reporting throughout the week on discord and you know it's gonna be fun i can't wait to see the all-star game through her eyes but make sure you turn tune in tonight uh on youtube at 8 p.m we will be going through it and uh yeah i don't know we're we're halfway through the season. We're just a touch over halfway through the season. Uh, things aren't going well, but we still have fun on the show. So join us. I'm out. Spagal. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Ranter levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. If you like the Cubs a bunch, buy your t-shirts from In The Clutch. We've got all the best styles for you. Dansby Sam, Morel too. Clark Fly in his W. Cody Bellinger, smoking dudes, vintage shirts from days of old, Patrick Wisdom and Nico. You'll look sharp wearing your stroke. 10% off with the code. S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. In the clutch.com is your store for the most fun baseball shirts on the planet. Don't forget to use promo code SUNRANTO to knock a couple bucks off your purchase. Stack or die, we need more cups. Get it all at In The Clutch. Cause if you like the Cubs a bunch, buy t-shirts from In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Hi and welcome to Cubs Pod, a Bleacher Bunch production on the Fans First Network, your daily 
dose of digestible Cubs content. I'm your host, Andy Rocket, here to tell you what's happening in the world of the Chicago Cubs on July the 12th, 2023. There's no game today. There wasn't a Cubs game yesterday. Uh, I never did the Cubs pod for the last game against the Yankees in New York, a game in which the Cubs won. So I figured I'd come on today and tell you about that game and maybe what's to come because, um, I mean, I'll tell you what's to come. It's the Red Sox, but uh, the Cubs have still not announced their pitcher, but the Red Sox have. But uh, anyway, all-star game happened. The Cubs barely had anybody in it. Justin Steele did not embarrass Cubs fans by uh, doing poorly. In fact, he did okay. He gave up a hit, but that was it. And uh, the National League won, probably because there weren't any Cubs on the team. Uh, That made them better in general. Uh, My one takeaway from the All-Star festivities is that uh, we need more All-Stars that play in the game um, and earn their way onto the team. We had uh, Dansby Swanson. He's hurt, of course. He was an all-star, in quotes. And uh, Marcus Stroman chose not to play in the game or show up. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't all that interesting for Cubs fans uh, of a week. Nobody in the home run derby, um, for obvious reasons. We don't hit a lot of home runs, although I think Christopher Morell would have been awesome in it. But uh, nobody knows who he is, including the Chicago Cubs and their their manager and general <laughs> general manager and the draft happened. We got a, a short guy who is pretty good. I guess a lot of people are saying we drafted Nick Madrigal, which, hey, I wouldn't put it past the Cubs to do something like that. So we'll see how it plays out. I'm hopeful. I guess he this guy's got more power than Nick Madrigal ever could dream of, but we will see what happens. Either way, they're looking at him as a shortstop. They got a bunch of hitters from college. We're going to talk all about it tomorrow night on the Sun Ranto show. We have a Ranter roundtable, which will talk about everything that has to do with the Chicago Cubs at this exact moment and look forward to the second half of the season. So make sure you tune in to that. We got a lot of great people coming on, a lot of great Cubs minds, all my friends, and uh, it should be a just should be a good time, 8, eight o'clock Central. And tonight, uh, on Wednesday night, uh, July the 12th, infield fly girl, who got to partake, partake in pretty much every single bit of the festivities this All-Star Week in Seattle because she lives there, is going to come on a special uh, Patreon-only Ranters Discord, uh, Ask Me Anything, and we're just going to have a discussion. I'll be a- asking her questions about... Her time at both the Home Run Derby and the All-Star Game. Get her first-hand impressions of everything. So tune in tonight for that. Uh, you got to be a Patreon member. you got to join the Discord. It's very simple. It's automatic. And uh, it's a lot of fun. So if you're not already a Patreon member, uh, then, uh, yeah, join up. It's patreon.com slash sunranto, and you can hang out with us tonight, amongst other times. Uh, we're always hanging out over there. That's our hangout. So let's get into this game in which the Cubs won 7-4, to four, taking advantage of uh, Yankee miscues by former Cubs. I'm looking at you, Glaber Torres. This game was Domingo Herman fresh off pitching a perfect game, versus Kyle Hendricks and um, 
Let's just get into it. So in the first inning, the top of the first, uh, Cubs go one, two, three. Tuckman and Hap struck out. Then in the bottom of the first, Hendo went out there, gave up a single to Glaber Torres, and uh, Grandpa Tossy got tossed right away. Was mad about, well, there was kind of a larger strike zone, let's say, in the top of the first inning. It got a little uh, squeezier in the bottom of the first inning, and Grandpa Tossie got tossed, and he was arguing what was absolutely a ball. <laughs> there was no doubt that that was a ball, but Grandpa Tossie was mad because apparently it was a strike earlier in the inning when the Cubs were up to bat. Well, Rizzo doubled with Torres on first, if you recall, and that made it one to nothing Yankees, but then Bader and Donaldson popped out and no more harm was done with Rizzo on second base. I miss Anthony Rizzo. In the top of the second, Bellinger walked with one out, but Morrell hit into a double play, and there was nothing doing for the Cubbies. In the bottom of the second, LeMahieu, former Cub, a lot of former Cubs on the Yankees, singled with one out. Uh, A fielder's choice then got the lead runner with Volpe, then on first, and uh, Higashioka then singled, making it first and third. Torres, 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 Glaber Torres then grounded out to Christopher Morel. And, you know, Christopher Morel's been playing second base with Dansby out, and, I mean, Horner was our shortstop last year, doing a great job back there, but Morel looks great at second, uh, making a lot of great plays, but also, like, some kind of dumb plays, like... Um, like Morrell threw the ball underhand <laughs> to Jared Young playing first base in this inning. And Torres was almost safe because of it. It's like, dude, don't screw around. What are you doing? Throw the ball overhand. Like, this isn't Little League. I don't know. Morrell sometimes, I don't know, not, sometimes shows that he's maybe not the smartest fielder. And just because that was a completely avoidable thing to happen. Like, Torres should never have been almost safe. Like, just throw overhand as fast as you can. Get the runner. This is the major leagues. Like, I don't know what he was thinking. Like, that was just kind of boneheaded. You know what I mean? Anyhow, and I'm the biggest morale stand in the world. But, come on. What are you doing? In the top of the third, uh, Young flew out and Wisdom and Barnhart struck out. In the bottom of the third, then Stanton and Rizzo struck out against, uh, well, Rizzo's old friend, Kyle Hendricks, a guy who he won the World Series with in 2016. Uh, Harrison Bader then singled and stole second. Donaldson singled, but it didn't score the run because Morrell and Horner both dove, and uh, Horner kept the ball in the infield. Uh, Great job there. And uh, then Billy McKinney also former Cubs farmhand, then popped out. In the top of the fourth, just side note here, there's a lot of former Cubs, Cub types over on the Yankees. Kind of find that interesting when something like that happens. Um, You know, you've got uh, LeMayhew, McKinney, Rizzo. uh, There's probably a few others that I'm forgetting about, but there were a lot of rumors. There's been a quite a, a few rumors, especially with Aaron Judge out, that possibly they might be looking into a Cody Bellinger. And 
he put on a bit of a show there in New York in a Cubs uniform, it could be possible that maybe they could link up on something. They did just last year. That's how we got Hayden Wisniewski. They did on Anthony Rizzo. That's how we got, um, God, was it Alcantara? I think so. They're all blending together for me now. So anyway, just interesting to look at, interesting to think about. Might want to poke around the prospects sitting over there in Yankee land because we might be able to get one for Cody Bellinger if the Cubs indeed do sell. So uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. Uh, In the, you know, I think I did bottom of the third. Top of the fourth, Tockman and Hap struck out. Horner grounded out, nothing doing. I'm telling you, this Domingo Herman, besides being a total jerk face um, and also uh, pitching perfect games, he was looking real good here against the Cubs. In fact, the Cubs really didn't have a prayer until he was out of the game, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, in the bottom of the fourth, Hendo, one, two, three. Higashioka struck out in that inning. Hendo looking pretty strong. In the top of the fifth, Suzuki tied it up at one with a home run that barely got out, and the Cubs went one, two, three after that. Bottom of the fifth. By the way, say a Suzuki, I was looking up hard hit rates and like who leads the Cubs with it and who is even close to like top 25 in the major leagues on the Cubs. Suzuki's right up there. Suzuki and Morell. They're the guys that hit the ball hardest on the team. And, um, I don't know. We got to get those balls to start falling in. I mean, the problem is Suzuki hits the ball on the ground right at somebody. It's a thing we get mad at Boog about because he's always on about, oh, these balls are going to eventually get through. Well, they're not. They're not. They know where to stand. It's the major freaking leagues. You got to get Suzuki banging balls on the wall. He's got to somehow put it in the air. And if he's hitting home runs, even if they barely get out, at Yankee Stadium, which is a stadium that's easy to get a ball out of, well, I mean, I'll take that because maybe that's a double off a, off the wall in a different ballpark, you know? Or maybe it's an out on the warning track. We shall see. Either way, we need Suzuki to do better if the Cubs have any prayer of being good in the next few years. Um, in the bottom of the fifth, Torres singled, then stole second, if that sounds familiar. Uh, but uh, then Stanton struck out looking, and Hendo got Rizzo and Bader. In the top of the sixth, Wisdom walked, but the Cubs went 1-2-3 as Barnhart and Horner struck out. In the bottom of the sixth, Donaldson struck out, but then Billy McKinney singled, uh, and then with two outs, Volpe homered, and then Higashioka And Volpe went back-to-back. Neither ball was crushed, but at this point, the Yankees had scored three more runs, and the Cubs were now losing 4-1. to The tie was short-lived at that point. Um, Merriweather comes into the game. Goodbye, Hendo. And he got uh, Torres to end the inning. Hendo went out at 100 pitches while losing. It's a shame that uh, with two outs, that back-to-back homer thing happened. Otherwise, it was a pretty well-pitched game by Hendo. In the top of the seventh, Hap walked. I did have a passing thought about that, and 
you know, I know Grandpa Lossie was already out of the game, but and you're hoping he can finish that inning. But for a a team with the idea of the process that you're constantly, you know, playing the match matchups. You know, I just I don't know what those matchups look like. Is is there some way you could get ahead of an inning like this with two outs? I mean, we've seen relievers come into the game with two outs, and of course you're going to let Hendo try to finish this inning. Of course you are, but he couldn't, and he didn't. And if you had done this earlier, you know, maybe I don't know when McKinney singled. Uh, maybe at that point you're like, okay. You know, let's not let this game get out of hand. It's it's one to one. Let's play it like a one to one game. And Hendo's not two hundred pitches, but I don't know. Just saying, they didn't come get him. And at this point, we're losing four to one. In the top of the seventh, Hap walked, and then see this is the difference. Now it's granted an inning later, uh, but Herman was then pulled from the game. Now, this was not a good move <laughs> for the Yankees. It was a quite a dumb move, in fact, because this is where the, after Herman was gone, uh, looked good at first. Suzuki popped out right away, of course, because he doesn't hit home runs with men on. Uh, he only hits them when he's leading off an inning. But Bellinger singled at that point. Now, who is in fear for the Yankees? I'll look it up real quick. Uh, Hamilton, Ian Hamilton, who we had just seen the other day. He only gets one out, and it was the Suzuki popped out, pop out. Um, so here's what happened. Bellinger singled. This point, it's first and second. And then Morell hit a double play ball that Glaber Torres booted. Error on Torres. And it becomes uh, bases loaded. Which point they bring in Canely, who I thought would be pronounced Conley because it's K A H N L E, but Canely is how you say it. Comes in at least according to the Yankee broadcasters, and you'd think they'd know. But Jared Young hits a ground ball to first base. That makes it four to two. Then Hap scored second and third, uh, Belly and Morell, and uh, then Gomes comes in. And pinch hits for Wisdom with two outs. So in what world is your catcher, I mean, who could probably be a backup catcher on most teams, right, Um, that had a a, a regular catcher. But Gomes has been good this year. He really can hit. Um, But Wisdom, he's also up there as far as exit velo goes. But he only hits home runs or strikeouts, strikes out. Um, and so you have your catcher, backup, a catcher coming in to, and he did right. He did the right thing. He, he singled him in and he tied the game. It was amazing. Like Gomes has absolutely been that guy. I don't complain about Gomes being the pinch hitter here. I complain that you have a guy in the lineup like Patrick Wisdom who is not the guy you want up when you need a big hit and men aren't like that's a problem like what's he doing in there at all um except for that you've got uh your shortstop your star shortstop on the shelf right now 
So, but Gomes can't even run the bases because in comes Miles freaking Mastroboni to replace Gomes. So now you burn two guys, and of course Mastroboni ends up playing third base because Wisdom's out of the game for Gomes. For Gomes. Um, I guess this is the kind of thing you can do when you got Miguel Amaya as your third catcher who doesn't play just in case something bad happens because uh, you just burned your backup because Barnhart did catch. And in this uh, inning, right afterwards, he grounded out and ended the inning. Um, and, well, that was it. But the Cubs tied the game. So very exciting stuff. And uh, unexpected, to be honest, especially in a game where Domingo Herman was kicking our butts. In the bottom of the seventh, Merriweather gave up a couple walks after he went back out there after getting the last out in the sixth, but he got out of it in the top of the eighth. Maranaccio came in for Canely to pitch, and Tockman singled. Horner and Hap then walked, and Clay Holmes then came in. He's the closer and gave up a sacrifice fly to Seiya Suzuki, making it 5-4. to four. Cubs on top, then a wild pitch made it 6-4, to four, but Belly struck out looking, and even though a balk moved Hap to third, Morel grounded out to end it. But the Cubs were winning the game 6-4 to four at this point. In the bottom of the eighth, there was a bit of a rain delay that happened. It was a 23-minute delay as the rain poured down there in New York. And um, then when they came back to play, Fulmer was in the game. He gave up a single and a hard liner, but he did get a strikeout and no run scored. So no harm, no foul there. And they got him back into what I would say would be a higher leverage situation. In the top of the ninth, uh, Jared Young singled on an overturned call. Had Call had to be overturned for it to be a single. He then stole second. Miles Mastroboni bunted him to third, but it turned out to be an unnecessary sacrifice because Tucker Barnhart doubled, which also was unexpected, and uh, gave the Cubs a little insurance run. It was then 7-4 to four Cubs. Mike Tockman then grounded out. Clark Schmidt came into the game, who I've never heard of for the Yankees, and got Horner to strike out and Hap to ground out to end the threat. And then Adbert Alzali came out, went one, two, three, got the Yankees one, two, three in the bottom of the ninth. No strikeouts, though. Uh, he got Stanton, Rizzo, and Bader all to get themselves out. So good stuff from the Cubs winning 2-3 to three in New York, and this is after they had never won a game on the road in New York City ever. Now, we face a little bit more AL East. East, as the Red Sox are coming to town on Friday for a three-game series. Let's talk a little bit about them. The Red Sox, they can hit 6th in OPS overall, but they have two fewer homers than the Cubs. In fact, we've got the ninth and 10th fewest homers in the major leagues, and that's because the Red Sox are number one in doubles because they have the green monster to basically pound doubles off all game long. I propose a new ground rule, and that is if you catch a fly ball off the green monster, you're out. No more fake doubles. I think, I wonder if anybody's ever proposed this. Maybe I'll propose it on Twitter and get killed this weekend. In fact, I think I will. I'm going to tag Red Sox fans like old Sunranto hand 
Um, what's his name? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Lyle Aker. Just like he forgot to come on the show a million times. Just kidding. I love Lyle. He's my favorite person pretty much in the world. Pretty much. So anyway, the Cubs walk more, but they also strike out more than Boston does. Uh, Boston doesn't really do either of those things all that much. They have scored the sixth most runs in the major leagues. That's 41 more than the Cubs, who are pretty much middle of the road. 13th in the major leagues. So Red Sox are just simply better offense. But I don't know how good they are when they can't bang doubles off the green monster. The Cubs team ERA is slightly better due to fine starting pitching. They've got a four-team ERA to the Red Sox 433. But when you look at the bullpen... The Red Sox have a slightly better one, but just slightly. They are 14th and 16th in team ERA, uh, 390 to 401 for the Cubs. Uh, Their pen has actually taken quite a few innings on because their starters aren't going deep. Four more, a full four more games worth of innings out of their bullpen this year. So, uh, because of that, they've given up the eighth most homers, uh, Cubs fourth fewest in the major leagues as far as counting stats go. But both have given up average amount of walks. But when you come to like the strikeouts per nine, the Boston, the Boston Red Sox have the third fewest Ks per nine out of their pen. The Cubs have the 11th most. So... They're looking pretty good in that category, the Cubs at this point. I think you got a lot to thank for the Mark Leiter Jr. splits and Adbert taking more innings and more high leverage innings, even though he didn't get a strikeout in that last game against the Yankees. Um, but yeah, it's good to good to see the Cubs moving up the ladder there as far as bullpen strikeouts. But you're not going to get it from Boston. The Red Sox have committed the second most errors defensively. Cubs right there at league average. The Cubs have a defensive efficiency ratio, or DER, of 700. That's right there at league average as well. where Or a little above, I should say. And it's like 695 or something like that. But the Red Sox are below due to all those errors, most likely. But And there's a pretty similar uh, chance that you can make it stealing off of the Cubs and the Red Sox. Uh, pretty average, 22% uh, strike uh, throwout rate for the Cubs and 24% for the Red Sox. Brian Bello, in his second year in the major leagues, is going out there for the Red Sox on Friday. He's 6-5 and five with a pretty low 304 earned run average. In fact, he hasn't given up more than three runs since May 4th. He goes seven innings pitched regularly. He gives up one or two runs only. The only Cub that's ever seen him is Trey Mancini. He's 0 for 1. And this Brian Bello kid, he looks pretty good. Um, it, it doesn't. The strikeout numbers aren't really there for him. Three. The, his season high is eight. That was against the Yankees. Uh, it took seven innings to do it. But last time, he only got three strikeouts and seven innings pitched against Texas. And only five strikeouts and seven innings pitched against Miami. So he's not really a strikeout guy, but he doesn't walk you either. So we're looking at a guy that's going to basically pitch to contact you and uh, get you out because he's been quite effective at it. So... 
Anyway, he had a bad first start of the year where he only went 2.2 innings and gave up five runs on eight hits against the Angels, but ever since then, he's been pretty much lights out. He took his ERA from a 16.88 down to a 3.04. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so He's been real good. Got our work cut out for us against this fella who I never heard of, Brian Bella. And uh, I don't know who the Cubs are going to throw out there. I mean, you got to wonder how Stroh and the blister are doing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, if it, I would imagine Justin Steele would also be available to go out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's got to be Steele or, or, or Stroh. You're thinking the Cubs are going to line up Steele, Stroh, Hendo, Smiley, Tyone. Um, I'm kind of guessing that they're going to let Marcus Stroman take this start. I mean, this is my guess. Um, he, he's A, been your ace. B, you're shopping the guy. Uh, he hasn't been that good the last two times out. You figure you're going to catch him fresh on the other end of this. Like, this is all that you don't want to hide him at this point. You want to, I think you want to showcase him because he was able to pitch since he came out with the blister. And because um, he did pitch on July 6th. That was the Thursday game against Milwaukee. Um, so he's he's on a lot of rest here, like well over a week. Um, I don't know you you got to throw him out there, I think. Um, but I'm I'm looking up his. He wasn't good his last two starts, so I, I feel like you want to showcase him as much as possible. E- either that, or make him play himself into a situation where you do keep throwing him out there and he doesn't have the trade value you maybe had hoped to take, uh, you know, to take uh, either you're going to try to re-sign him or you're just going to take a really great deal for him. And if somebody's not going to empty their farm system for Marcus Stroman right now, somebody who needs elite pitching down the road, uh, you know, down the road as you try to make the playoffs, if you don't really need, need that, um, well, if you're if you don't get that for him, then you're gonna keep him. At which point, like, let him just out there and pitch because the bloom is off the rose as far as you know with the blister and the season and the Cy Young Award that maybe he thought he could win. It's not there. the The problem is is as I as I'm looking at the numbers of Marcus Stroman against the Red Sox, and he will pitch sometime this e- this uh, weekend. But in 50 plate appearances, they're batting 298, 788 OPS. Um, yeah, Trevor Story's seen him the most. He's four for 12 with a double. You got Adam Duvall, who's over there now. He's got good numbers against Stroh. So, like, <clears throat> I don't know. You can't hide him. It's weird to think how they would think of this. I just think they'll start with Stroh. And the numbers aren't, aren't good against him. And Stroh wasn't as good in his last two starts. That's all I have to say about that. Um, anyway, we'll see what they do. I'm interested to see either way we're going to look at it. And we're going to talk all about it here on Cubs Pod because uh, this game will be recapped on Saturday by Michael Cotton. In the meantime, hope you tune in tonight for a AMA, Ask Me Anything with IFG in Field Fly Girl. We're going to talk all about the all-star experience and then we're also on thursday night going to be 
hanging out with a bunch of great Cubs minds in the Ranter Roundtable. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hope to see you there. Hope you have a great day. Cubs Pod is back. Second half. Here we go. Huzzah. Spugog.